Welcome to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss all things wellness. I'm Eleni Welch, nutritionist. And I'm Kay Boyer, health enthusiast. Welcome back, Renegades. Welcome, Renegades. Welcome to another week to get back on track with your health. Oh, I like that. Back on track. Yeah. Yeah. This week, we've got some good nuggets from Eleni. We have five simple hacks. How to balance your blood sugar. Mm. Modern America, we need that. We, yeah, we do. <laughs> yep. We got we to gotta know how can I eat all this sugar and still not have blood sugar problems. That's right. Mm-hmm. Did you know that nuggets was one of my favorite words when I was a kid? <laughs> okay, wait, it still like, makes me refer- laugh. <laughs> I'm referring to like chicken nuggets or just like you no, like like a little. I just liked the word nuggets. It is, it, it is fun to be it's like. It's kind of a funny word. I agree with your little smart nuggets. Yeah, yeah. nuggets. And just, I don't know why, but when I was a kid, it always made me laugh really hard. And I just yeah. was like, I love when people just used it nonchalantly in a sentence. Like, like I just did. Yeah, like exactly. Nuggets. Like you just did. Like, but it always makes me like laugh inwardly because I just giggling. thought it was so funny. I don't know why. Like nuggets of wisdom. Like nuggets. The nuggets just make me think of like little turds. <laughs> little turds. Little turds of wisdom. <laughs> That's my inner like eleven year old self yes! coming out right there. Yes. Nuggets make me think of turds. <laughs> I was going to say, like, words that make my kids laugh is, is like, poop. So, yeah. to turn, it's all very fitting. Nuggets. I was more sophisticated. <laughs> yes, you were. Yes, you were. What was my word? Oh, but growing up, panties. I thought was the funniest word. Panties. I don't panties know. Panties right? Panties is a funny word. I hate when people say panties. It makes me cringe. <laughs> and I was weird about it as a kid. So, that's funny. Yeah. We're all just junior hires with wrinkles now, yeah. grown up. <laughs> we just don't, like, share it. Usually on <laughs> national podcasts. And here we are. Global <laughs> podcast. Oh, don't use the word panties, but or, nuggets. Oh, use nuggets away. is okay. Yeah. <laughs> we digress. We digress. Anyway, five simple hacks to balance your blood sugar. With Kay and Elaney. Woo. Uh, which this episode is kind of inspired by my own personal research because I know I've shared in previous episodes that I deal with a condition called PCOS, which is Mm -hmm. polycystic ovarian syndrome. Yes. And one of the hallmarks of PCOS is that you can develop insulin resistance regardless of your body weight, regardless of your eating style, regardless of your exercise. Insulin resistance can develop Mm. and is hard to manage. And you just become more prone to blood sugar swings than other people. So it's not like you can't manage it with diet and lifestyle. You can. But... You know, you yeah. saw when we did the keto diet, yes. I had a much harder time yes. getting it, into ketosis than you did. You got into, ke- Kay got into ketosis right. instantly. It took me over yes. a week and yes. it took barely anything to knock me out of ketosis because yes. yes. my blood sugar just naturally has a hard time balancing. Yes. And remember you did your the blood draw to check if you're in ketosis or not. And something where you like ate or drank water within a half hour and it totally changed it oh i was dehydrated yeah and it like told was it was my fasting blood sugar and it was 95 and i was had been fasting for like 16 hours and i was so confused and then i drank 16 ounces of water and tested again and it was in the 70s which is crazy that even water can affect the numbers yeah because if you're dehydrated it makes sense like your blood is going to be more 
oh you know like it's like thicker right like think about adding like water to a recipe you thin it out so it's the same as like adding water into your blood so it just kind of makes sense like okay yeah it's this is why it's so important to be hydrated especially first thing in the morning you wake up dehydrated one of the first things you should do when you wake up in the morning is drink a glass of water yeah eight to twelve ounces that's not part of our simple hacks actually well sort of it's not part of our simple hacks to balance your blood sugar but it is an important thing to do when you wake up first thing in the morning because that was evidence yeah. If I didn't drink the water, my yes. blood sugar was very high. But yeah. when I drank the water, it went down. So I have, since that day, yes. every morning, I have this like 32-ounce bottle of water. That's amazing. And I literally will drink the 32 ounces within the first hour and a half of being awake because that impacted me so much to see. Yeah. My blood sugar went from 95, which is not a good, not a great fasting okay. blood sugar, okay. to the 70s, which is a much better... <laughs> fasting blood sugar science is amazing that we have that information at our fingertips Mm -hmm. now simple blood test so good so good but anyway i'm glad you remembered that um anyway so like i was saying i've i just personally battle with this even though i eat a very healthy diet sugar impacts my body more than Mm -hmm. it might impact somebody else's body which is true for everybody everybody's going to respond to sugar and and foods that contain sugar differently which is why I think those like continual blood glucose monitors are so cool because you can see directly how foods are impacting your body Yep, compared to somebody else's. Yes. Because it will be different for everybody. But in general, I have a much harder time controlling and managing my blood sugar even with making healthy choices. So these are hacks I was researching for myself because I was getting frustrated of eating healthy all the time and still having a high fasting blood sugar Mm -hmm. and hydrating and all of that and doing all the right things. So these are things that I have found over the years that have helped me Yeah. that today I get to share with you. Mm, that was the sense. longest introduction ever. <laughs> <laughs> we are, folks. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so here are some of the symptoms of blood sugar imbalances, which for most people, blood sugar imbalances are everyday occurrences. We simply aren't aware of it. Mm. So some of the signs of blood sugar swings might include feeling hungry even when you just ate. Getting hangry. Every day. Hangry, mm-hmm. which is hungry plus angry. Mm-hmm. For those of you who aren't familiar with the terminology, mm-hmm. we call that hangry. So if leading up to a meal, you get really cranky, yeah. that's a sign of blood sugar imbalance. Mm-hmm. Your mood shouldn't be dependent on your appetite. So that's usually a pretty good sign that your blood sugar is swinging because yep. then... Okay, I have some of that. The yep. hanger is real. I have... um a sign up in our kitchen that says, I'm sorry for what I said when I was hungry. Yes. yes. (laughs) It does affect our mood. It does. It's gotten much better. I've learned how to really take care of my blood sugar and balance that. But before I knew it was a thing, back when Christopher and I were dating, probably, I mean, so like seven or eight years ago, I just like, he would be so sweet about it. But we would be like, I I guess I would just just be being a big b-hole. And he would be like, do you need a snack? Are you? <laughs> this is the sweetest man on the planet. So he would like, you want a cracker? Yes. Help your blood sugar, honey. Do you need a snack? That was always, I'm like, I'm being an asshole, aren't I? Yes, 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 yes. That was always you my know, clue. lady's being a brat. Here's a cookie. <laughs> honey, you need to eat something. So it was like a joke between us for a long time. And now I don't really have that anymore, but, nice. um, which is your a good sign. Your marriage is going great. It's going great. Things are... <laughs> 
Well, it's funny. But yeah, it was good for him just to kind of learn that, I suppose, anyway, because then he didn't take it so personally. But it was leading up to meals. Sometimes I could be pretty cranky. Yeah, that's funny. Now that's managed. So that's an improvement. Mm -hmm. Other signs include headaches, brain fog, Mm -hmm. fatigue, hitting an afternoon slump, which most people do. Three o'clock. Which is usually due to intake of sugar at breakfast. Mm. Uh, Craving sweets. Yes. Acne flare-ups. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hormonal imbalances. Mm. Heart palpitations. Yep. Anxiety. Signs of aging like wrinkles. <gasps> Dang. Yes, we can I impact how we related. age. Yeah, that's right. Dang. And more. Um, and then when these things go unchecked and they continue, so if they're part of your everyday life, they can lead to more severe dysfunctions such as insulin resistance, Type 2 diabetes, obesity, infertility, damage to our brain blood vessels and brain cells, decreased brain function, fatty liver disease, dementia or Alzheimer's, which Mm. we call type 3 diabetes, and higher risk of stroke. Wow. So it's not just feeling like poo all day. It's also leading to chronic health conditions. Yep, which is why you feel like it's mm-hmm. the it's your body telling you mm-hmm. telling you things that's right so um for some of us difficulty maintaining stable blood sugar can be the result of a pre-existing condition like pcos or like type 1 diabetes for others unstable blood sugar is the result of a lifetime of dietary and lifestyle decisions mm-hmm. that maybe weren't the greatest mm-hmm. but for everybody there are some simple hacks that can help you balance your blood sugar and improve your health outcomes. So regardless of why you're having a hard time managing your blood sugar, these hacks can help you. Can help everyone. I love that. We're now on equal ground. That's right. Let's just (laughs) help us. No judgment. Help us. Help. All right, so hack number one. Okay. Eat a real food diet. (laughs) Real food from the nutritionist. I, of course, that first point isn't really a hack. It's not a hack. Mm. I promise the next ones actually are hacks. Okay. Because eating a real food diet is hard work. Hacks Mm. are usually like simple tips and tricks. But I would be remiss if I went an episode Mm. on this show without mentioning... Eat real food. the The real cause and effect is coming from not eating a real food diet. Mm-hmm. Um, so the best way to balance your blood sugar overall, just best way. Yeah. Most pros <laughs> is to eat real whole foods and reduce or eliminate refined sugar consumption. So for many yeah. of us who are consuming a standard American diet, mm-hmm. eliminating processed foods and refined sugars would go a long way. You're going to feel better toward improving your blood sugar balance. Mm -hmm. So that needs to be part of your journey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just we need to start there. However, there are other things we can do. But processed foods like white bread and fruit juice have had all of the fiber removed from them, Mm. which makes them extremely fast to break down and absorb into your bloodstream and cause blood sugar spikes Mm -hmm. immediately after eating. So if you make something really easy to digest... By processing it, you're going to digest it really fast. You're going to absorb the blood sugar really fast or the the sugar really fast and it will impact your blood sugar. Whole grains like quinoa, rice, or millet still have their husks and holes and fiber intact, which slows down the digestive process, slows down their absorption, 
And then whole fruit is full of fiber, which again, mm-hmm. creates this nice coating in your intestines, makes it slower to break down, impacts your blood sugar less. So never just drink fruit juice, mm. always eat whole fruit. Eat the fruit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And same with processed grains. If you're going to have grains, have whole grains that still have their fiber and their husks and holes included because that will slow down the digestion, kind of space that blood sugar um, reaction out over time because you're absorbing the food more slowly rather than absorbing it all at once. And then here's this huge blood sugar spike. Yep. Yep. Eat it how nature gave it to us. Exactly. And individuals who are struggling with, say, type 2 diabetes or insulin resistance, unfortunately may even need to remove grains completely even whole grains and fruit from their diet in in large um because those those foods still do raise your blood sugar Mm. so if you're really having issues with it you may just temporarily need to remove okay even some of those healthier options until you get your insulin resistance under control at which point you can add them back in in moderation so it's not for a forever thing but i've had patients who just are really struggling to keep their blood sugar balanced yep. and they're getting into that diabetic pre-diabetic range and the best thing to do is to simply remove grains and even fruit from the diet some things that are low glycemic like berries blueberries blackberries um even some like dark cherries are okay okay but if you're really having issues with it it might just be better okay but for most people Making the simple squat swap from processed grains to whole grains and fruit juice to, and like processed fruits to real whole fruits is going to make a huge difference. It's going to help. Yeah. Yep. Get you on the better path anyway. Right. So it's only at those extremes where we're really having issues with it and we have immediate health consequences kind of impending. Yes. That we need to be more drastic about it. And yep. I don't advocate, you know, just for no reason, eliminating grains and fruit unless... Yeah. You yeah. really are, have have a strong reason to do it. Yep. And on the journey to just getting on the better end of this, last night my girlfriend who's really healthy, she was like, you know, my, my body doesn't love apples. So she's like, no, I don't eat the whole apple. Now I'll have one bite of apple. That's all I need. Yeah. So there's something to that too of like, you know what? If you're going mad for that bread, have a piece of, have one little bite and then carry on all your good. life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Pretend you yes. just, that was your last bite. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hack number two, which now we're actually getting into the hacks. Okay. But I had to say. (laughs) Yep. This is the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. I have to tell you to eat nutritious, right? (laughs) Okay, so hack number two is to eat healthy fats and proteins with every meal. Okay. So eating healthy fats and proteins with each meal is a great way to slow the absorption of glucose into your blood. So rather than eating just a plain apple... As okay. a snack, have an apple with almond butter mm. or an apple and a meat stick. Okay. And or, this will help our glucose level. Uh-huh. Mm. It's a hack. See, it's a hack. Okay. You're still getting to eat the you apple. still get the apple. Rather than just eating something like plain carrots, have carrots and celery with hummus and olives, right? Mm. A fat and a protein. Olives and hummus have some fat and some protein in them or olive oil. 
Um, or rather than having a kiwi for breakfast, let's okay. say you just are eating fruit on your way out the door. Yeah. Have a kiwi with a coconut milk and chia seed pudding. Okay. You get some fat from the coconut milk. You get protein from the coconut milk and the chia seeds have a good amount of protein. Okay. Or rather than having just a slice of cantaloupe, have cantaloupe plus some slices of prosciutto or bacon. Mmm. Sounds yummy. And then we'll solve our, <laughs> our sugar problem. Right. So um, the way I've heard this framed that I really like is from Jessie, who is the glucose goddess. Glucose? Oh, on Instagram. Yes, on I Instagram. If you, follow, if you don't follow her, you should follow her. She's okay. awesome. I love her. The glucose goddess. She calls us putting clothes on your carbs. I like that terminology. I, I like that terminology. Put clothes on your carbs. So, okay. you know, skip the sugary breakfast cereals, the donuts, and the pastries for breakfast, which... Mm start your day off on this kind of wild roller coaster ride of mm. blood sugar and emotion and leave you craving more sugar by mid-afternoon um, and start instead with fats and protein so eggs and bacon with Yum. avocados sauteed veggies etc mm-hmm. um, one of the best ways to have veggies quick for breakfast is to already have washed and chopped veggies in your refrigerator ready the seasons in which we've done this go so much better. Yes. <laughs> um, I like things. I, I This is just me personally, but there are certain vegetables I like better for breakfast mm. than others. Um, so things I like are like Brussels sprouts, shredded cabbage, sweet potatoes, carrots, beets, onions, garlic. If you keep those things all... Mm washed, chopped, ready to go yep. in your fridge, then you can easily throw together a simple veggie hash. I mean, you wake up, put the frying pan on the yep. stove, throw the vegetables yep. in with some fat like butter or lard or yep. ghee. Avocado oil. Avocado oil, yep. anything like that, coconut oil. Um, the other thing I like to do is keep cooked bacon on hand. Yes. Um, and you can even just have it cooked and chopped up and then just toss it in with the veggies. Yeah. I'm getting hungry. Yeah, make it like a little veggie hash. (laughs) Yum. And then you just need to fry up an egg or two to top the veggie hash and breakfast is served. And you can even, I don't know, if you have to be to work really early. And I used to have this problem because I wouldn't be hungry because I had to be at work earlier than I was hungry. Yeah. So I would just keep things like that ready to go. And Mm. then I could put them in the toaster oven or the microwave at work when I had a break in the morning and just eat a little bit later in the day. Yeah. So even if you don't have time to sit down and have breakfast at home, those veggie hashes do really well in being like packed in a to-go container. Yeah. And then I don't, you can just have a hard boiled egg, right? I'm sure yeah. there's ways to cook eggs at work, but I would just pack a hard boiled egg with Yum, it. yum. <laughs> and if the bacon's in with it, when you heat it, ooh, it'll smell uh, like bacon. Everybody will hate you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love you and want to steal your food. Yep. I so, love, it sounds good. So starting and having your meals with protein and fat You can still have carbohydrates with that meal, such as the sweet potatoes are carbohydrates Mm -hmm. or regular white potatoes would be carbohydrates. You can still have those. But if you have a protein and a fat with them, it really mitigates your blood sugar response rather than the naked carb by itself. Mm -hmm. So rather than just waking up and having some hash browns Mm -hmm. by themselves, Which will, you know, white potatoes break down to a pretty simple sugar. So that's going to send your blood sugar on kind of a roller coaster ride. Yes. Have a little egg and yeah. bacon with it first. Yeah. That'll create, you okay. can still have the hash brown, but yep. that will help balance out the blood sugar response. Yeah. 
All right, hack number three. So we have eat regular whole foods, put protein and fat with every meal, and hack number three is eat your food in the right order. Order matters. Order matters. So for this hack, I fully give credit to Jessie, the glucose goddess. Um, She was the first person I saw share this hack, although she's not like the discoverer of it per se. Because a lot of what she posts is based off of research that's mm. being done and is currently available. Yep. But she's the first person I saw really break it down simply, and I loved the way she explained it. Yeah. So, um, Jesse, one of the things I really like about her account on Instagram is she wears a continuous blood glucose monitor. Mm. So she can show you in her own body, at least. Cool. She's done several posts where it's it's a cool comparison, where she eats the same meal but she changes the order of the separate like ingredients in which she eats it. Yes. And she shows you her blood sugar response. So it's crazy to see the different impact that the same meal can have on her blood sugar when you change the order. Just the order. That is bananas. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Crazy. So one of her tricks is to eat food in the right order. So Okay, what's the order? The order is you start with veggies. Veggies. Protein and fat. Okay. Then carbohydrates. Okay. So eat your veggies first. Okay. Then have your protein. Then have your fat. Yep. Or you can have the protein and fat together. Yeah. But somewhere in the middle. Yes. And then carbohydrates last. Okay. This is like grandma's wisdom of like the, you know, the salad before your dinner, mm-hmm. then your dinner, and then dessert afterwards. Yeah. And if you're at a restaurant and they're like, you order a side salad and they're like, do you want us to bring it out beforehand? Yes. Always. Yes, yes I do. Always. Yes. 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 Eating veggies. your salad first is one of the best ways to balance your blood sugar mm. from that meal, which I'll get into a little bit more. But um, so the same meal eaten in different orders can have vastly different impacts on your blood sugar. So when veggies wow. are eaten first... They create this nice fibrous coating that creates kind of this barrier in the small intestine, which can slow down the absorption of sugars from the rest of your meal, which science has shown can reduce your blood glucose spike by up to 73%. Interesting. Just eating veggies first. This is an eating hack. Yeah, this is a hack. You can eat the same meal, but reduce the blood sugar impacts by up to 73% simply by ordering the ingredients of the meal in the right way. That's wild. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a good one. (laughs) Then following the veggies with fat and protein lowers our glucose response even further by slowing down gastric emptying and slowing down the absorption of carbohydrates into our bloodstream and spreading the glucose spike out over time. Wow. So rather than getting a sharp spike and your body having to release a sudden burst of insulin, you have this long, gentle wave mm, of glucose. Slow. Mm-hmm. And consequently, yeah. a much slower release mm. of insulin mm. into the bloodstream, which can protect against insulin resistance over time. Oh. So, and then if you are going to eat sweets, mm-hmm. the best way to eat them okay. is as a dessert versus an afternoon snack so don't eat sweets on an empty stomach as an afternoon snack to get you through the afternoon eat it at the end of a meal and if you eat your dessert within an hour of a healthy meal that includes veggies which provide fiber protein and fat so if you follow a healthy meal like that with a dessert Within an hour, there is still fiber, protein, and fat in your digestive system, and it will reduce the absorption of glucose from the dessert. 
I love this. I've sort of resolved in my life to have less desserts, but now I'm second guessing all my choices. And now I'm like, wait, I can eat all the goodies. Which, of course, I'm not saying eat dessert. (laughs) Well, I mean, eat dessert if that's what you want. Right. But but if you're going to have something sweet rather than like mid afternoon. Right. Because I know how this goes. Empty tummy. Empty tummy. Yep. Wandering into the break room and seeing donuts and being like, oh, I'm so hungry. I'm going to have a donut. Yeah, I'm getting my afternoon slump. I'm just going to eat a donut. I'm just going to eat a donut. Yeah. Instead of doing that (laughs) and washing it down with your like fourth cup of coffee. Yeah. Go grab a salad you packed. Your Uh little meat stick. My little archer's meat stick. Hard boiled egg, meat sticks, some veggie sticks. Have veggie sticks at work. So eat the veggie sticks. Yeah. Eat the hard-boiled egg. Eat the little meat stick. Then have the donut. Then let yourself have half, uh-huh. half a donut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <clears throat> if you're out at a restaurant and you're celebrating a, cer- a special occasion and you want to have a dessert, keep it within an hour of a healthy meal. Okay. And the meal okay. has to include veggies, protein, and fat, right? It can't yep. be a meal of yep. <laughs> bread. Yes, right. Okay, wait. And now I was going to say I'm not actually tempted by donuts at all. I, like, don't care about them. Yeah. Nor do I care about cake, nor do I care about cookies. I want to tell you, Eleni, what is your kryptonite dessert? Oh. I'm going to tell you mine right now. Okay, you tell me yours. I'll have to think about it. So we were home. So I, in general, don't eat a lot of dessert because the sugar makes me grumpy. The next day, I'm a little more depressed. Like, I'm very aware of how my body, okay. And I, this has evolved for two years. I've kind of changed my taste buds where I don't value it. However, we're home for the holidays. So already my guard is down, right? And we have our meal and my mom comes out with, she literally makes the best cheesecake on the planet. Mm. I'll get anyone the recipe on, on our nutrition podcast of giving out cheesecake. It is a glorious, I swear to you, I had two pieces of this graham cracker crust, mm-hmm. gorgeous cooked whatever cheesecake. And it was at the end of the meal. It was okay. It was amazing. But then since I broke and had that sugar load... I was grumpy the rest of the day and then I kind of felt like I busted my, you know, my plan of eating and then I ate garbage the rest of the weekend Mm. and I paid for it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, living in a dark hole of depression. (laughs) It was like you fell off the wagon. I did. I did hard. I did hard. But uh, so all that to say, what is the dessert that makes you want to fall off Mm. the wagon? Okay. Well, for my husband, he loves cheesecake. Just plain oh, cheesecake love every time. If he, if it's yes. an option. Kryptonite. Then that's for him. For me, I think truly it's creme brulee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With the hard top. Uh-huh. Oh, my. How funny that we both, at least if you're going to have dessert, one with fat. Yeah. And protein in it, like cheesecake or yeah. creme brulee, See, which is like made of like, cream, is at least a better option than something healthy. super carby. Yeah. No, I'm like you, though. I wasn't a big fan of cake even nah. as like a kid. Nah. Donuts never appealed to me, no. although I did love a nice buttery croissant. Oh, 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 those layers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or a bagel with cream cheese. I think I was always more of a savory, mm. even as a kid, more of a savory than a sweet okay. kind of person. Okay. But creme brulee would be like if I'm, if we're like celebrating a special occasion, like our anniversary yep. or birthday or something, we're at a restaurant, if they okay. have like a good creme brulee with yeah. strawberries, like okay. fresh strawberries. Oh, okay, good. That. This is like humanizing you as a nutritionist oh my God. and me as a site host. I am a human, it yep. turns out. <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> I think, I think. Amazing. Oh, yummy. Okay. Yeah. Hey there, Renegades. Eleni here, briefly interrupting this episode of the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. I wanted to highlight a company that Kay and I have recently discovered that we love, and that company is Bulletproof. Bulletproof sells high-quality nutritional supplements, And every product that Kay and I have tried from them personally, we have found to be excellent. 
It's important when you choose a supplement that it contain the bioactive forms in order for it to be effective and Bulletproof has just the right forms in just the right amounts. Right now, if you go to bulletproof.com and use the code RENEGADE15 at checkout, you can receive 15% off your order. That's RENEGADE, R-E-N-E-G-A-D-E-15. Use that code at checkout to get 15% off and we'll earn a small commission too. Thanks for your support. All right, back to this week's episode of the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Okay, well, um, hack number four. Okay. Drink a tablespoon of vinegar in 12 to 16 ounces of water before a meal. Oh, like like apple cider vinegar and regular vinegar? Doesn't have to be apple cider vinegar. Okay. I also learned this trick from the glucose goddess from Jesse on Instagram, though I had heard of it before from other sources. I'd kind of like read it over time. Okay. Um, but I she does a good job again of like breaking it down. But a tablespoon of vinegar. Okay. Any type of vinegar. Okay. Minus balsamic. I'll explain. All right. In 12 to 16 ounces of water, 30 minutes before a meal can reduce your blood sugar response drastically. How? Because... Vinegar and other acidic juices like lemon juice, which okay. can also work, okay. lower the pH of a meal and have properties that inhibit the enzymes, such as salivary alpha amylase, for anybody who was wondering, Ooh, <laughs> that, break down, that break down starch during digestion. So it inhibits the enzymes that break down starch during digestion, which makes the, the digestion of them much slower. No way. And, Hack. And then subsequently the release of the sugar from those components slows down as well. So it, it impedes your um, uptake of starch-derived glucose. That is fascinating. Isn't that fascinating? Okay. okay. Um, and this can occur with, like I said, any type of vinegar... Or lemon juice, but apple cider vinegar is best because it has other beneficial properties like probiotic powers. And honestly, I think it tastes better than most. Like, if you're going to have a glass of, I guess you could have a glass of white vinegar in water, but that just sounds gross. But apple cider vinegar kind of has a nice flavor. Yeah. I like it. Like kombucha is like very vinegary tasting. Is that, do you think there's some? But it's also kind of sugary. Pretty sugary. Oh, I get it. Okay, I get it. Yeah, and you would want to avoid balsamic vinegar for the same reason. Because it tends to be pretty sugary. Especially if it's like the syrupy kind. Yep, so good. Yeah, so sugary, like sugary vinegars aren't going to work. But ap- just plain apple cider vinegar, I like to get the like apple cider vinegar with the mother. It always oh, says that on the yes, jar. Yes. Then Brands. it has probiotic powers with yep. it. Yep. And then it it's that in like 16, 12 or 16 ounces of water, I actually think tastes good. So then actually at a restaurant while you're waiting for your food with your lemon water, this is another hat. This lemon is water. However, okay. if you don't, so if you don't like vinegar, lemon okay. juice will work, but it's not as powerful. Okay. So okay. it takes the juice of three lemons. Three full lemons. <laughs> three full lemons. Pucker. To get the power of just one tablespoon of vinegar. Okay, I understand. I understand. So you could ask them for lemons. Three whole lemons. <laughs> With lemon slices. Lemons. 17 of them. I, <laughs> I need slices from three whole lemons, and then you can sit there and squeeze it into your water. Or, yeah. Um, you could, you could just ask for your salad beforehand and Mm. get it with just a plain vinegar and oil dressing. 
Nice. And then you're getting the vinegar, which can help still Uh, with the glucose response. And you're eating your veggies first. And you get to have your treat at the end. Yeah, and you get to have your treat at the end. Amazing. The only, the the main important thing, if you're going to drink the glass of vinegar water before a meal, is to drink it through a straw. Oh. To protect your teeth. Oh, to, oh, shoot, Eleni. I'm having two conflicting ideas here because my lady who does my facials says never drink out of a straw because it will give me lines on my upper lip. Shoot. Oh. So I'll have to re- I'll have to learn how to suck out of the straw without making like line, you know, my I'm worried about my wrinkles. Well, you, you know? don't have to do it for everything. Okay. Just that 12 ounce glass of water okay, before a for meal. Your teeth. Okay. Because vinegar can, I mean, if you're drinking vinegar regularly, so okay. say you're drinking it three times a day, like you're having it with three meals, that's kind of a lot of vinegar on your teeth. Oh, that way it can pass right through and just yeah. So if you drink it with a straw, it's not corrosive on your teeth so much. It kind of just goes straight to the back. Okay, okay, interesting. Yes, so it's not necessarily, but like I mean, eating a salad with vinegar is fine, whatever you know. But just if you're drinking a lot of vinegar throughout the day, drink it through a straw. Wash it on your teeth, okay. But then you can drink the rest of your water and stuff through the day without drinking it through a straw for my wrinkles. Okay, for your wrinkles, yes. (laughs) Um. Uh, yes. And then alternatively, like I said, you can drizzle olive oil and vinegar, but make sure it's a sugar free vinegar. So like an apple cider vinegar or I don't know, maybe, maybe red wine if it doesn't have sugar added. Mm. It just depends. Yeah. Um, then, then you can put that on your salad. So if you're at a restaurant, Mm. rather than trying to get three whole lemons (laughs) worth of juice, (laughs) you can also ask for, I mean, most restaurants have lemons. Like if you order water with lemon, they always bring it to you. So that's another hack at a restaurant rather than getting like their house dressing, which is usually filled with sugar, get olive oil and then squeeze of lemon. Oh, that is a good hack. Yeah. That's a good hack. Cause I do ask oftentimes for oil and vinegar, but it's not often that a restaurant has like apple mm-hmm. cider vinegar mm-hmm. for your salad. You know what I mean? It's usually balsamic. So you could do lemon juice on your salad. Um. Um, as an added bonus, having the water about 30 minutes before a meal is kind of the ideal timing. Okay. So have your vinegar water 30 minutes before a meal. That way it doesn't dilute your stomach acid. Mm like drinking water with a meal might do, so it doesn't hinder digestion besides slowing down the breakdown of starch. Oh, that is interesting to not have as much water with your food. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. this is. I mean, it's more of an Ayurvedic practice, but my understanding is they. the idea is if you have water with a meal, you're diluting your stomach acid, oh. and then you have a hard time digesting the food, which isn't the goal. Yeah, so. yeah. You don't want to slow the digestion of everything. You just yeah. want to slow the digestion of those starchy carbohydrates. Wow. No. All right. Hack number five. Okay. Fifth five. and final hack. Go for a walk after a meal. Mm. Even just a 10-minute walk within 90 minutes after eating can significantly lower your glucose response. Okay. The reason being okay. that your muscles need energy to contract and move your body. Mm-mm. And every time your muscles contract, they're going to look for energy. And mm. glucose is the quickest form oh, of energy. It's efficient. So they're going to look for glucose first. So if okay. you're having a meal that has protein and fat and, and sugar in it, it's going to look for the sugar first. 
So some of the glucose from your meal will be absorbed by your muscles as they contract, which significantly mm. reduces your glucose spike after a meal. Mm. So anything, not just walking, anything that works your muscles after eating can have this effect, such as walking, dancing, doing squats, mm. push-ups, mm. lunges, etc. Mm. Move your body. Move your body. So 10 minutes of movement. Okay. Um, not only does that have the benefit of improving your blood sugar response, but movement is so good for you. Yes. So for so many other reasons, exactly. As we discussed in our two part episode, the top five things you can do to be healthier today. So go check that episode out to learn more about why movement is beneficial, but movement within 90 minutes of finishing a meal for just 10 minutes can significantly reduce your glucose response. So if you have the two slices of cheesecake after a meal and you're like, Mm. oh gosh, I shouldn't have done that. Yep. Just go for a 10 minute walk. Do do 30 squats. Do whatever. Some push-ups. Do some jumping jacks. Maybe not jumping jacks. (laughs) (laughs) That's I guess that's one way to (laughs) get rid of the meal. Sit down. Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) Some lunges around the living room. I don't know. Wherever you can go. Get up and walk in circles around the house. Yep. 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 Ten minutes of movement can significantly lower that glucose response, and then maybe you won't be so cranky for the rest of the day. Yeah. My husband would appreciate that. So those are the top five hacks to control and reduce your blood sugar response. Wow. So eat a healthy meal. Okay. Eat fats and proteins with each meal. Clothing on your carbs. Mm-hmm. Eat your food in the right order. So mm. veggies first, then protein and fat, then carbohydrates, mm. whenever it's possible. Sometimes it's yeah. not. Sometimes you get a meal and it's all mixed together. You're it not going to go through and like pick out yeah. the vegetables, <laughs> right? Right. right? But whenever it's possible, eat your food in that order. Mm-hmm. Then drink a glass of vinegar water 30 minutes before a meal. Mm -hmm. And finally, go for a 10-minute walk or do 10 minutes of some sort of activity after a meal. I love it. And your glucose numbers will look good. Mm -hmm. I love this so much. It's so interesting that these little nuances of like when and how you eat affect your biology this way. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. Who would have known? And I think it's important to note too that we can do these things right to impact and control our blood sugar but you have to remember okay stress and poor sleep True. both significantly impact blood sugar okay when we are in a stressful situation stress hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol uh, are released mm. and one of the consequences of these stress yeah. homes stress homes stress <laughs> hormones we have a stressful home stress homes stress hormones <laughs> is that they increase our blood glucose levels oh. because when we are stressed our body thinks we are in danger ready to Fight or flight. And it's going to look for glucose to fuel your muscles, just like we talked about, right? Mm. So to fuel your muscles. So it's going to release glucose into your bloodstream so that your muscles can take it so that you can run away from that tiger. Uh So chronic stress, constant stress is going to lead to blood sugar being released into or sugar being released into your bloodstream kind of constantly, which isn't good for you. If you'll remember the episode Kay and I yep. did where we were um, trying out the keto diet, which is yep. funny that you brought this up at the beginning. Yeah. So there was that I, I talked about, I can't remember, in one of the check-ins, I talked about how I was in ketosis, hadn't changed anything, had been in ketosis for days. Yep. Then one day I woke up and I was out of ketosis randomly. Okay. 
And we were trying to figure it out. And I'm like, yeah. I cannot figure out why I'm out of ketosis. Yeah. And then I remembered that the day before I had had a doctor's appointment that I was really stressed out about. Yes. And so the stress of that doctor's appointment and upcoming procedure threw me out of ketosis. ketosis. So even though I hadn't had like more than 25 net grams of carbs for like two weeks and was like deeply in ketosis, just stress Stress. released the sugar, the blood glucose. Whoa. From that, your body stores all the time. It released that into my bloodstream because my body was like, you're stressed out. You're running from a tiger. Your muscles need energy. Like blood glucose is easier, right? Crazy. So... Um, again, stress alone with no changes whatsoever to your diet and exercise routine can really drastically impact mm-hmm. your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So you have to manage your stress. Manage your stress. With mindfulness, meditation, prayer, deep breathing, walking is a great way to manage your stress. Mm-hmm. And bonus, walking within yes. 90 minutes of finishing a meal yeah, lowers your blood sugar. So yeah. walking regularly can really help, um, which we have a whole episode on that. The top five things to be healthier today we give all sorts of tips and tricks for meditation. Yep. yep. And additionally, poor sleep can drastically impact your blood sugar. So even sleep, partial sleep deprivation over one night increases insulin resistance the next day. Oh, life is about the rhythm and the balance. Uh-huh. Golly. Which is problematic in a society where sleep curtailment is mm. kind of an endemic behavior and is mm. even glorified. You're right. If you're in the rat race, yep. it's like burning the candle at both ends. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Getting adequate sleep is essential to keeping healthy blood sugar levels. Ah. You can check out our episode interview with Dr. Brett Racine, mm-hmm. Sleep Better Tonight, to learn tips and tricks to improve your sleep drastically. Mm-hmm. So if you struggle with sleep, that's a good episode to listen yep. to. Yeah. And then you need to, obviously, there's not, you're always going to have stress in your life, right? You can't just stop the flow of stress. But you can learn how to manage it and deal with it. Yep. And sometimes it does take making hard decisions. Yes. To leave a toxic relationship. Yep. To get out of a toxic job. Exactly. Sometimes it makes those hard decisions, but it's worth it. Yes. Yes. Because if your body thinks you're running from a tiger all the time... Yeah, it's right. gonna burn up all of your resources. Yeah, it's gonna wreak havoc, and then you're not gonna feel good. And you're gonna die. You go- and then you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> One day when we all do. Someday <laughs> we all die. Um, yes. So all the tips and tricks, all the hacks, those things can all help. But also, it's important to note that you need to eat a whole foods diet, mm-hmm. and you need to manage your stress and your sleep. sleep. Yep. And live in a good rhythm. Which is, I think hacks are awesome. Yes. And especially because then it's like you can, if you're having issues with your blood sugar, you can still sometimes have the foods that you crave. Yeah. And you can do it in a responsible way that keeps them from sending your glucose on a roller coaster ride. Yep. Right. But we also still need to constantly be working at managing our lifestyles in general and improving things. Always one foot in front of the other. Yep. I think this is so good and you're always so wise with your way of living and and then you start feeling better because of the way you're living so then that helps your mood it helps your motivation and it feeds its own cycle and pretty soon pretty soon you look around and you're like hey 
Life is good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then you just want to tell everybody about it. That's so. right. <laughs> and make a podcast. So, well, thank you listeners for listening another mm-hmm. week. And thank you, Renegades. Thank you, Eleni, for your wisdom. You betcha. All right, friends. Go be Renegades. Go be Renegades. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Please keep in mind that this podcast is an educational service that provides general health information. The content on this podcast is not a substitute for direct, personal, professional medical care and diagnosis. You should always talk to your doctor before making a dietary or lifestyle change. Go be renegades! Go be renegades!